I'm Liz. I'm Heather. And we are finally getting around to doing our book club on World War Z. So listen in. All right. Hit the music. Finally, time for the pod uh, for the podcast about book club that we've been pimping for what three months. Yeah, I know we've been so backed up for the last couple of months, getting ready for up to going to Comic Palooza and all the rest of the Texas cons too. Right. <laughs> right. Well, you went to those. I listened. Um, but yeah, so we're finally getting around to this book club that we've been talking about forever, which is World War Z by Max Brooks. So you'll have to forgive us, though, because that means that we listened or read the book sometime ago. <laughs> I've listened to it twice this year, uh, or at least maybe like a time in a one and three quarters. Like Paul and I were listening to it on our last road trip. Yeah. Which was back in April. So yeah, that's <laughs> when I, I listened to it on our road trip and it was in April too. Yeah. So that's that's about where I'm at. I feel like I understand the gist of it. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, but if I forget key names, phrases, and what well, they call zombies... G's? G's, Zombies, Zach, Z, you name it. They have like 400,000 different names for it. So I'll probably just call them zombies. Yeah, I'm going to go with zombies <laughs> as well. Because, you, you know, you start listening to this book and then it's like, oh, well, when Zach popped his head up, we're like, what the fuck are you talking? Oh, I got like... I know. The like they never really, ca- a lot of them, they didn't explain what they called it and why. No. And, and, you know, some of them they did, the military ones kind of, they usually sort said it. Of. That's why we call them this. Is, and it's because of something really obscure. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, I, okay, I well, that's a great reason to give it that nickname. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a really interesting concept because I think most uh, zombie things that we've seen in the past are just, we don't really know why they turn into zombies. They just become zombies and now they're going to eat your brains, brains, brains. Yeah. And um, this one actually, the the I li- I really like the layout of how this book was done. I think if it was just a strict narrative of battles and wars and things that happened, I would have been bored out of my head. I would not have enjoyed it. But the way that this is set up, uh, the author Max Brooks actually sets this up as he is an in- he is interviewing people uh, who have survived this war uh, about their part in it, and he is actually an agent for the United Nations Post War Commission who's going around and collecting these stories, I think as a, uh, as a tool to use going forward on how not to do things again yeah. in a lot of, in a lot of cases. One of the things that I noticed about that particular part of the book was first of all, he's a contractor for the government and the government says, well, you can use this data any way you want. And that's bullshit. Right. They never would have let him publish <laughs> no. this book. No. So, um, that was that was the big of of the zombie books. Right. That was the biggest stretch of the imagination. <laughs> was that the government was like, "Oh, sure, sure take this data that you the, this data that you gathered while doing and a, just spread it to the world and just give it out there and make yeah. sure and make sure to let them know that where you got the data and who you worked for the whole time. Right. You know, like <laughs> I just I found that. More far-fetched than anything else in the book. Suspension of disbelief there, I believe. Well, but, you know, this also brings up a point. Did you ever watch the movie? No, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, Opperman watched it, and he basically came back really irritated and angry and said it was not the same book. It was basically the only thing they got right was that the zombies move fast. Yeah. That was it. 
that's that's why I think that um, you know this type of book, this narrative type of book. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you could you know this it would interview. It wouldn't make no. sense. However, what they could have done it with is like a. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the big con. What was it that just ran for? Um, it just got nominated for Best Picture last year. It was about the, the Big Short. Was it uh, the Big Short? Something. I don't know. Uh, it, y'all are the movie people. Yeah, it was. It was about uh, the uh, financial crisis, and so it was like a mockumentary style. Mm-hmm. So they would ask people certain questions, and like Ryan Gosling would turn to the camera and and say something. Right. And um and then they would say, and to make this more explainable, here is a. Well, I think they could yeah, have. Yeah. They could have done it similarly to how the book is done, at least audio book style is done, because I didn't read the actual book. But they could have done it where they, you know, they're sitting down and in a room and talking, and then it, you know, goes to flashback, almost Boondock Saints style, yeah. where it's like, okay, now you see everything. Yeah, and, and even that, though now you know we survived. But but then you know at that point maybe this is a mini series and not Probably, a movie. Yeah. 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 It would, it would be a cool miniseries. They're doing that with American Gods, you know. Yeah, but it's on um, sal- uh, Showtime, and I don't get Showtime. Oh, and I'm not paying $6 a month no. for show- Showtime On Demand. No, and, and let's face it, the book was fucked up enough, right? Like, it I really was so messed see, up. But like, there is so, there's good-looking people going to be in the show, though. I can't remember off the top of my head any of them, but I remember <laughs> thinking, going, oh, oh that yeah. will be nice. But That'll be yeah. interesting. Yeah, I've seen several of those pop up on Facebook. So-and-so has been cast in. That would be a good place for Shamar Moore is uh, Shadow. He, he could get even built a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. But can we merge him with Lenny Kravitz to make the full-on mm-hmm. Voss kind of Yeah, play? I don't know. See, oh, that you, would be so nice. If you don't nice. know what we're talking about, that means you have not been listening to our, our book, book club, club, so bitches get listening. <laughs> yeah. That's all I gotta say. So... Okay, so like I'm saying, unlike other zombie things that we've seen in the past, whether it be books or movies or whatever, this particular outbreak has been caused by a virus of some sort, some mm-hmm. sort of virus, and it's um, Solanum, something like that? I don't remember. Solanum, yeah. Solanum, I don't know. It's audiobook, so it's hard to really go with. But basically, they've, they've traced back patient zero, so the first person who was infected by this uh, was actually a boy in China. And China spent all this time and energy trying to cover up the fact that they had this this guy in a vault, basically, Mm -hmm. the zombie boy in a vault. Uh, So we. This was the most interesting part to me was the initial spread of that, where they found that this boy. And they never really explained why they... Um, or where he got they, Well, they, they did say that he went diving with his father mm-hmm. and it was illegal because it was, right. um, you know, salvaging goods that I guess China government owns. And so they went diving to try and get some treasure from a buried ship or right, something. Right. As you and, and apparently there was a zombie down there that bit somebody or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I kind of... Because again, this this is a really long audio book. Like this is not something that we could even finish on our road trip for the most part. Well, um, it's shorter by about half than American Gods, though. I mean, American Gods, I think, was twenty four hours. I don't know, I think, fuck, that book is fucking long. And I read it's that one. and it's messed I up. Didn't listen to that. It one. is I read messed it, up. And it was long. It's like chapters are like forty pages each. Like, Jesus. Christ. So all of our book clubs from now on will be shorter than <laughs> American Gods. American Gods. <laughs> and but I'm I, just not willing to commit that much time. <laughs> yeah, and then you know I downloaded another uh, Neil Gaiman um, book on audio book for my last road trip, mm-hmm. and it was like four hours, and I'm like, really. Right. Like, <laughs> like now what fuckers jeez 
I don't know. Okay, so it basically goes through, and if you listen to the unabridged version, which is what we've listened to, we basically turned this into a audiobook club for this episode because really yeah. that's what we both recommend. Yeah, absolutely. Because again, the the cast that we have for this audiobook reading is absolutely amazing. Like I said, Opera Man actually printed me out a list, and I can't even begin to match all the names with the stories because there's so many of them. But, you know, we've got Nathan Fillion did one, and mm-hmm. Carl Reiner, Rob Reiner, Martin, Martin Scorsese. Oh, Martin Scorsese was, the, was a great one. That was the one where he worked for a drug company. Yeah. And he was so... They're the ones that made the fake vaccine. They made a fake vaccine, and he was... And he had no remorse. No, no remorse. No, and no. it was just... And it was like a perfect part for Martin Scorsese. It really was. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. Well, we had... Yeah. Um, we also had Mark Hamill, mm-hmm. who was uh, Todd Wainio from the Battle of Yonkers, so you get to listen to him cuss a lot, which is a lot of fun. Um, Alan Alda, of course. Was oh, he was so good. He so was a good. general, right? What was he? Arthur Sinclair Jr. was his name. Yeah, I, th- I, I, yeah I thought part. he, I think he had the, the part where he worked for the government, he worked for the military. Yeah. And then when he found out that we were going to do a full on assault against the zombies, he's like, fuck. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. And then we have Rob Reiner, who was the wacko. He was basically the vice president and he was nuts. Oh, yeah. And so that's what they called him was the wacko. And actually, that's what he called himself. Um, we had Jerry Ryan. She oh, was, she was good. Uh, Maria Zhuganova. Zhuganova. She was uh, in the Russian military, mm-hmm. and she her, their group was actually really interesting because uh, they had their commander, whoever he was, basically order one of the troops to shoot a little girl in the face oh. or shoot her right in the head, and he's like, no. I mean, even though she's very clearly a zombie. But they still didn't really even know what was going on at that point. Yeah. Like, they're like, what the fuck? And he's like, shoot her. He's like, no. So the guy walks over and shoots the little girl in the head. And then he comes back and basically says, you know, since y'all didn't do what I told you to do, now you have to, everybody, like, you know, group up into 10 and y'all have to decide which one of you in your group gets killed and you have to be the one to do it. So they basically decimate the army, which is to reduce by 10 mm-hmm. or 10%. Um so that was a little creepy. To that was to creepy. <laughs> Talk about that. That was that's a that's a especially since Russia probably had a big chunk that was okay. Right. Like they talked about even in North America that uh, the zombies couldn't really do much once they froze, and so there was a lot of camps of people just walking North, yeah. walking towards Canada and up there. And once the ground froze, although the ground doesn't freeze twenty, uh, you know, three hundred sixty-five days a year, so some places it is. Well, yeah, I mean, but it's going to be like it's, way up north. But I think that was, was that Denise Crosby's, was the Mary Jo I, d- I don't remember. Uh, it, was remember it, it was sad. It was a sad story. I not who it was. But basically, one of them uh, talked about, she was basically a little girl, and she went with her parents, and they went up north, and they, like, pick up a hitchhiker while they still have gas, and then they realize that this hitchhiker has been, been affected, and yeah. infected, so they just dump her on the side of the road, and... Um, and they're talking about, oh, her radio went missing and her parents bought, I don't know, human meat for food. I mean, she never yeah, really it was that. creepy. That's yeah, the impl- that's the implication. It, yeah, it does have this like desperate times factor. And then people in the camp started fighting, 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 <laughs> fighting then, internally. At and Christmas, there was so much meat. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and you're like, Ugh. oh, my but gosh. I guess, you know, you do what you're going to do. Exactly. Keep well, and then they said that like the only time that... um 
that they got along was when a zombie came by and right. then they were like all getting together. Don't mess with us. You know, well, and then they, because when she's doing the interview with him, it's, you know, 10 years after the fact and she's now part of the, I don't know, is a part of the parks department or something that's now, you know, they still have zombies that have been frozen yeah. and they'll start to thaw and then they have to go out and whack them once they've thawed. Yeah. Uh, that was an interesting part about the book was that, uh, you know, it was pace in the future and they're still existing, um, you know, after the war, but there's still zombies out there. And but there's it's in places like up in the frozen tundra under the and water also on the seafloor. Uh, yeah. Creepy as shit. That's they have. Uh, what's his name? The guy who's see the new Sulu. What is his name? John. Oh, yeah. John Cho. Some guy. I don't know. Something like that. Sorry, guy. Um, but he's the he's the diver guy. Yeah. And he talks about being under the water and, you know, all the different suits that they have to be able to to one be zombie resistant. And one of them was saying that the suit could actually keep them underwater for like up to 24 hours. Yeah, or 48 or hours. It was crazy. Something crazy. But they're still talking about this. The zombies are just walking on the seafloor. And I think one of the most interesting things that he said was we don't understand why because the salt water is one of the most corrosive substances on the planet, why these zombies aren't, like, falling to pieces. Their clothes do. Their clothes are organic, if they're, you know, yeah. uh, cloth or leather or something like that, that they're basically all these naked zombies under so, the water. So this virus, now then I have a theory. Mm-hmm. So you know all the extra preservatives we put in food? Yeah. Maybe this is like a mutant form of... <laughs> uh, some, some, somehow this... Uh, somehow this... Uh, um, Something got a biological life somehow attached mm. to some kind of preservative, and now it's just. Well, there you go, Monsanto. It's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> you, create, you created the zombies and a class of 12 year olds all starting their period in the yep. fourth grade. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about. Uh, I wanted to talk about more about China because yeah. that was the beginning and it was the, you know, was pati- pretty, patient it, zero. Yeah, yeah. It was patient zero, but there was also, there were a lot of stories that kind of came out of China. And it was, and then, and China, you know, right now is the most populated uh, country mm-hmm. on the planet. And now it's, they were, like, said like 30,000. Yeah. It was some crazy, crazy low number. Uh, is of people that is left in China. And it makes sense if they were patient zero and right. if they were hiding it. And, you know, they have a lot of, um, a lot of rural areas yeah. that are a lot, a lot of farmland. Uh, yeah. That you really, people are you, spread out. yeah, you might not be able to know. I mean, you'll know right away in the city, but right. you won't know if it's just, well, they were wiping cities out. Just yeah. Right. And left. Yeah. Um, what was the story? They had the one guy who was like obsessed with the internet. That oh, one? that was Where good. He I was, like, was he in China? I think he. I think he was in an Asian Japan, country, but maybe? I think it was like Japan or Korea. Japan. Yeah, because um, Korea was the interesting one because they basically had South Korea not even knowing if North Korea still existed. Yeah, because they never heard they from were a, so underground, mm-hmm. you know, and they're they, like they're either there or, or they're not. A, yeah, thou- you know, hundred million zombies underground kind of thing, which is terrifying. so creepy. And I mean, think about that. Like from our perspectives, like. You know, hey, I want to go to Canada. Okay, grab your passport, eh? And, yeah. But to to just like not even know if the country next to you exists anymore. Yeah. And not being the one to go find out either. Yeah. Because that was the thing. Like that guy wanted to go. The South yeah. Korean guy wanted to go and just find take out. Take a yeah. peek. He mm-hmm. wanted to go see what was happening. If they were really all dead. Mm-hmm. If they were all hiding. And they said, well, what if you open the door and you let. All you these know, zombies all out. These zombies that have taken over the entire country of North Korea out. That's not good. No. So, 
Oh, it was messed up. Uh, they did show. They did talk about, and this like creeps me out if it's true. Oh, by the way, do we think this is like? It's almost sounds like the plague or the virus, the zombie plague, mm-hmm. was set like right around now. Yeah, I think that would be. Yeah, they they kind of right. I, they kind of got the I got the impression we didn't have flying cars or anything. Yeah, so it's not it was and it was but. and like you know the South Korea North Korea problems and the standard right. co- problems that we'd all heard Israeli, about Palestinian. Yeah, are still there and exist. So it's not like decades in the no. future. So but that's honestly, kind of creeps this, me out. Most of these conflicts have been decades in the past <laughs> as well. So it's like I know, but I like it, every really time tell. they're talking about the uh, what the status was before I don't or remember right before if they said what the actual date time yeah. frame was. But I think you're right. I think it's probably I, that, around now or within the last decade. It's creepy. So maybe yeah. maybe even the fallout would be now or yeah. in the next couple of years. Well, um, I, I did like, um, so they it talked about when it s- spread from China, mm-hmm. they talked and it was creeping me out, this bootleg organs that they were getting from China. So yeah. first of all, just the concept of the fact <laughs> that, that there's these black, now, you know, we've heard of black market organs, yeah. but like, honestly, and China kept them real hush hush but it's like are you killing these people to get their organs to sell to them the world. well i don't think it was to infect the world because i don't think they realized it but i mean just to sell them it's like a, a watch i've been watching supernatural so they <laughs> watched an episode of supernatural the other day where they have all these organs are going missing but it turns out it's like this one guy who's kind of learned how to it's almost a death becomes her kind oh. of situation where yeah he can live forever but you know the shit still wears out over time so you have to replace the heart and you got to replace an ear and you know, Well you wouldn't think you'd notice a pattern then because you'd only have to replace it once a lifetime. You would well no cuz I think they still have to I guess I don't know maybe if you steal a heart and it's got heart disease you got to get another one before it goes out so Maybe maybe it's kind of like cloning. Cloning doesn't extend a life. It just kind of gives yeah. you what you had. Yeah. You know, I did like the beginning of this book where people did not know what was going on. Yeah. And when, you know, obviously hindsight's 50-50. And so, or it's 2020? 2020, yeah. Yeah, 50-50, 2020, <laughs> whatever. That they're would be both the worst the, vision Well, no, ever. they're the same. <laughs> Something 50 feet away looks the same as 50 okay. feet away. I mean, it's the same. You know, <laughs> we just wouldn't measure it that way. Because that doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> So, so well, uh, well. On that same subject, why don't they say ten and ten? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why twenty feet is the measure of anything. But yeah, I'm like twenty two hundred. I'm so twenty one hundred. Yeah. So I, okay, I gotta say your glasses today are totally distracting me. You've always got different glasses. I on. do. These I do. Look like they've got little stained glass windows on the corner. Yeah, so. they just have a different shade on the They're corners. I, I just keep staring at them. Yeah. I don't think I'm like totally checking you out. I'm just <laughs> totally mesmerized by your glasses That's, today. Yeah, I like these glasses. Okay, how much did you love Henry Rollins as the bodyguard guy? I love Henry Rollins in any spoken that word he does. I mean, he just sounds so soothing, but but, but masculine yeah. at the same time. Buff. He just yeah. sounds, he sounds buff. He like sounds like, sounds and the buff. thing is, you know, you know what he looks like, so you can totally picture him saying yeah. it. It's just like, and I know he's old now, but still, he's, he's not good. that old. Yeah, I don't think he's that old. He's, he's like not that. He's not 10, that old. But years older than we are, tops. Yeah, but you know, man, twenty years ago, he's still hot. Yeah, I'm gonna throw it out there. But I, I have to <laughs> say that I probably laughed more in his section than any other, even though none of it was really funny. Mm-hmm. But um, when he's first talking about, he's been hired as the personal bodyguard in this compound, right? Yeah. So they've got this 
this big shot guy who's bringing all these important people. And by the way, I totally pictured Attack on Titan. Oh, you haven't seen Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan. It just felt like this compound. Well, I'm the only thing I can see in my head is Paris Hilton with a Chihuahua in her purse because that's pretty much what they're talking about. It's like the you know the you know, bitch socialite girl with mm-hmm. a dumb dog in her purse. And, and this is the one where they wouldn't get the, they couldn't get the um, food in. Right. Well, I, I think everyone, because they posted it on TV, like mm-hmm. reality TV, look at yeah. us living in this compound, all the people, mm-hmm. not even just zombies, but the actual people started coming because they knew that this place had all these supplies and they could stay safe there. So mm-hmm. I think it was more people that actually came in and attacked mm-hmm. them than it was the zombies. But I think the funniest moment for that is when Henry Rollins, or T. Sean Collins is his Mm -hmm. name, when he decides, he's like, fuck this, I am bugging out. Like, I don't need to be here for this rich bullshit, and all these people are dead anyway, is that, I guess, the socialite girl has fallen, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he and the dog meet up, like, at the back door and just give each other this look, like, I'm fucking out of here, dude. And they both just go their separate ways. Uh, That just totally cracked me up. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah, like, I could totally see Paris so that, Hilton's dog just being like, "Fuck you, bitch! I'm out of here." That was that was so that part was during the uh, the Great Panic section of the yes. book, right? Yes. And the Great Panic was so felt so accurate it's to what scary is is to what it is, and then you know at, at that point, um, you could, the government had was clearly covering it up, covering it up, and then you can't cover it up anymore, right. and they seriously screwed the pooch you know mm-hmm. and uh that's where um uh like china had a submarine that went rogue yeah, and left like, we're out of here we're just gonna, yeah we're gonna pack up our family we're gonna learn how to grow food hydroponically mm-hmm. and they just booked and they had nuclear power so yeah. they were and they were able to do a lot of good and it, it was it's, actually really interesting because yeah. they went and they found that island of basically people who, like rafts and stuff well, strapped together rafts, and yachts, yeah just you know everybody went to this island and then they basically lived like a cooperative lifestyle like mm-hmm. well we have you know we are nuclear so we have power so we provided electricity and people got air conditioning and all this other stuff and so we got from them plants and soil and babysitting and education and different things that they needed because they had children on board families yeah that was, that was my that was my probably my favorite story of the whole and thing. And then when the rest of the Chinese Navy came Yeah, they came because well, they talked about the whole time that they were, they were uh, that they were scared because this was, you know, it's a very collectivist culture and so there you don't just take a and you're a military. You don't just steal from the the well, country. They kept saying, yeah. We we weren't traitors. Yeah. We were loyal. We just didn't know if it still existed. Yeah. And we didn't want to go back to find out and be attacked by zombies because mm-hmm. even even being out in the middle of the ocean, they were still having these zombies. Anytime somebody would drop anchor would just swarm up on these ships yeah. and take over them. And you would have it because they kept saying, we need more supplies. Can't we just go on one of these ships? No. Yeah. Because they could be full of zombies. Yeah. We don't, we don't know what's on. Yeah. They talked about they, they could it hear it. One. Yeah. They could hear it. Oh, it was really creepy. Um, they but could hear the zombies swarming around the thing, the and then they, and they the and the, the periscope. They st- stabbed one with the periscope. Yeah. It was just a real disturbing, uh, it di- was. D- a disturbing image. But I really like the story the best because I think it really encapsulated the whole aura of the book. That you know, people did what they needed to do to survive, right. and then uh, the government um, 
then there was an uprising in the Chinese government mm-hmm. and there was like a little mini civil war because yeah. the government was so bad. Well, because it was the bad government that came after them. Yeah. But this guy who was the captain of the ship thought there were only like two other nuclear submarines other than his and one of which was captained by his son. Yeah. And, and so they had to blow this ship up to keep themselves and this whole island full of people saved. Well, they 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 know uh, they accidentally it was a different ship. It was the ship of the native Chinese not the the native government right. that they were had stolen from essentially. Mm-hmm. That ship came and blew up another ship accidentally trying to get the submarine and so they killed the whole right. chunk and uh that's when they ran away from the whole co- cooperative then they, they and then when they found it up. found another submarine the submarine called and said we're not trying to kill you and then well, that it, was when they went back they went up north or wherever they well, went they, they, they were basically rendezvoused by another uh chinese submarine because the guy went into hiding like the yeah, captain guy basically exactly seclusion because he just had resigned himself to the fact that because they didn't know the ship that he blew up must have been the one that his son was captaining. Yeah. And so that just, you know, oh, destroyed he was so destroyed. Oh, that was a beautiful, it was so sad because you, he, it was sad. And the guy who was telling the story is like, I kept going to check on him and check on him. And, and his hair turned completely white. Yeah. Yes, it was. But then they go and they, they end up He's having the Jean Valjean of Chinese uh, submarine <laughs> captains. <laughs> You <laughs> see the look on producer Craig's face right now. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, but so then they have this other sub, and of course they've already resigned. They've flooded their torpedo tubes, and you know, oh well, they're not they're not doing the same. And they said, hey, hey, wait, 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 we're not here to yeah. blow you up. We're here to tell you what happened. And by the way. Here's your son. Yeah, like, that you was really that was so pretty. It, it was, was like, really oh, cool because you nice. saw that uh, the it obvious the captain was a very uh, deeply moral man, mm-hmm. and it was destroying him. That he, all he was doing was just trying to save the families of the other people right. on the ship because he assumed his son was dead long ago. Right, and um and then when he when that um, submarine when he blew up the submarine he thought oh my god it would have been my son mm-hmm. and uh, so he thought. All right. Well, you know, if I didn't, if he wasn't dead before, I just killed him. Yeah. And so it, it was a beautiful that would break your heart. But th- whole, that was this whole thing really kind of scares the crap out of you, though, because you're thinking, where would you go? No, like, yeah. there's nowhere to go. And they, this kind of kept saying, you know, there's nowhere to run and hide. Like mm-hmm. everywhere you think, oh, we'll just go here because they, how could they possibly? get to this island in the middle of nowhere. Well, they just fucking walk. It just take them a little while. Yeah. You know, they're just walking on the bottom of the thing like nothing. Yeah, because they said a lot of people took to sea, but that didn't really make them safe. Yeah. Didn't at all. It was it was crazy. So this during the I think that that was the turning point of the book again towards uh, the Chinese the Chinese Civil War. And um, that was they talked about um, the astronauts. Uh, the, yeah, the uh, people on the space sh- station yes. could see what was happening. Oh, that's and, really sad. Yeah, and so and they were like those lying pieces of shit, and so they mm-hmm. they knew that they were uh, lying. Well, they couldn't do anything about. Yeah, because because that uh, they took all of the reinforcements away from the infrastructure, yeah. and uh, and a well, dam a knew. dam broke and yeah. flooded an entire town. Yeah, well, they even knew like the guys on the space station were like, we have supplies for this amount of time yeah and all of these people left but somebody had to stay behind and this guy stays behind and then they come across another satellite or space station or something that oh is yeah orbiting um mm-hmm. that has sent out like a distress call so they oh go, yeah they go to go check it out and those people are all 
gone, yeah. but they took their supplies. Yeah, they, well, they know, said that they, it wasn't. That actually didn't have anything to do with zombies. It was they were yeah. part of the Civil War too. Uh, they were. It was the Chinese space yeah. station, yeah. and so. Uh, spaceman one killed spaceman two. We don't know which side they were on, right. and so they and so the um, uh, astronaut was like, "So we just decided this one was the hero, and this one like was, <laughs> the, bad was the bad guy." But we really have no idea because they killed themselves in trying to kill one the one or yeah. the other. But then they're like, "But we got supplies. I know for an extra three years to be saved." And, yeah, and he actually like died. Yeah, the next day or whatever. After telling the story, yeah, because he, he his yeah he lived in um he lived uh without gravity for so long that his body really couldn't ever recover and so he was yeah. always in the hospital for decades after that but that was uh that was a neat story mm-hmm. um but you know this at this point though we are turning from uh the chaos of the panic to we need it's to have yeah to, we need to have government decide what to do and stop you know this bullshit and they and were they have like a summit yeah and they're like this is what we have to do and they're like fuck you oh when the when the when the president uh the united states gets up and he tells this this uh motivating story it like the way they were describing it sounded like uh, uh pullman and um mm-hmm. in uh, independence, independence day. day and and but then they voted on it and everybody's like screw no. you with your over optimistic <laughs> bullshit and it's like yeah what a typical american thing to do it really <laughs> is like that's exactly what would happen like he would get up and give this grand historic heroic type speech and instead of yeah we're motivated be like fuck you yeah exactly like that's you. exactly what would happen <laughs> so i was a. Uh, it was anyway it was a, it was a kind of a neat story but that showed the turning point when the uh United States government finally uh found ways to uh work on their warfare well cuz they had been just saying okay the area west of the rockies is clear yeah. just stay there yeah. like we're not going to deal with everything that's over here mm-hmm. cuz we don't have the manpower we're not going to do it cuz remember they did like a walking campaign yeah. across the country driving towards the rockies trying to, to clear, clear everything. everything out and that was the uh Mark Hamill's character had been in the Battle of Yonkers, which was like the first big initiative where they went in and realized, oops, there's so all much of our modern technology is not going to do anything unless you get clear headshots on these zombies. Like that was yeah. the first, this is how you take them out kind of thing. Yeah. Once they figured that out, then they became a, a lot more efficient. Yeah. You were the blind guy. Oh, the guy that could kill all of the zombies yeah, without even... The, he was blind he and could just tell. in the woods by himself and he could hear them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was uh, He was a victim of the... Um, so this the had Hiroshima to have been... Yeah. Bomb. So it had to have been recent because yeah. you wouldn't have um, victims of the Hiroshima. Yeah. So... Um, he'd been uh, blinded. He'd been blinded and he he had figured out... He just ran off into the um, he went off in woods, the woods to, to die because he didn't want to be a burden and... He uh, started having zombies come after him, and he recognized kind of instinctually that this is how you kill them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was kind of a cool story. It was. Really it was. That cool. was really cool. Because I would love to like, see that in film. Like Did they have opened. that on the world's Earth? I don't. You never saw the movie. I didn't see it because that would be cool to see. Because I would like at the end, like Brad Pitt and the blind dude, like all team up and they like kill all the zombies. We could figure <laughs> it out. I got it. There I should. Go. I should be a screenwriter. Fan film. <laughs> <laughs> we we know some people. I'm sure. We so can call okay. Somebody. So let me just tell you a little. I'm t- completely off the, off this subject. So uh, Peter Capaldi was in um, who is Doctor Who number thirteen or twelve, however you want to count, and um, was in World War Z as a World Health uh, uh, Organization officer. Mm. 
or a doctor. Yeah. Okay. And his name in the credits, and this was before he was announced as the new Doctor Who, was Who Doctor. doctor. Who Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, it's funny. Last year, I was doing editing for a university, and they have a lot of, um, I was actually doing like veterinary classes or mm-hmm. something. I was doing editing on those. And, and I kept going, who's a thing? Like, uh, yeah. It was a, yeah, World Health Organization. That's, that's so. funny. It also reminds me of the bloggist. You've read the bloggist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she had one and she, where she worked before she moved, she had a veterinarian that looked mm-hmm. like Chris Eccleston. Yeah. And then she's like, Oh my God, you look just like Dr. Who. And then she's like, and your name is time Lord. And he's like, that's Tim Lord. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best part of that book. It's so funny. I also love her. I just love her animals. You know, I was telling Paul this the other day. I said, it's re- I-, I can't decide if it's sad or completely brilliant that I recognize celebrity pets before I recognize people I went to high school with. Yeah. Like he showed me his picture of a dog the other day. I was like, Hey, it's Marlo Wheaton. Like yeah. I, I totally know these dogs and cats and mm. hers are Ferris Mueller yeah. and uh, Thomas J. Hunt, Hunter, Hunter, Hunter J. J. Thompson. Tomcat. Yeah. And then uh, the dog is Dorothy Barker, which is hysterical. <laughs> oh like, my God. That's just to name them clever things. My pets are named after cartoon animals. Cartoon <laughs> characters. Lucy and Daphne. Well, there you go. Yeah. Mine are named after German names. Yeah. Yep, we got Otto Van Titzling. <laughs> von Titzling. Otto Von Titzling. Hey, Gertrude. Gertrude. Yeah, oh. surprise. Yeah, no, that's no, not German. <laughs> but, no, you know, but it's hilarious. Gertrude is, yeah. Gertrude is. It's yeah. hilarious. Okay, and then Sharon. Do you remember her story? She was the one who was the oh. adult woman who had the mind of like a six-year-old. And she's telling the story from inside what I'm assuming is like a state hospital, like a mm-hmm. mental institution kind of thing. And she's telling the story of when she was a little girl and the zombies came and attacked. And I think they were holed up in like a church or I don't know, something. Mm-hmm. And the mother, you know, she's screaming in the background and she's talking about these different, you know, hu- these different adults who were there and keep the children safe, keep the children safe. And her own mother was going to like, Mm-hmm. kill her or whatever and this lady's like run Sharon run it was like oh my god that is the girl who was Callie in Battlestar Galactica oh yeah so she was you know, cute little thing yeah just a tiny little li- she's just small like I mean she's she, yeah I know she just it seems anyway she got killed in Battlestar Galactica yeah, too did. so spoiler um <laughs> we already but, did that episode <laughs> yeah so uh um uh, speaking of uh some uh one of the stories that I thought you were going to go into the story about the lady that worked for like a, she was in the military and she jumped out of a plane and, and to oh, land. Yeah, that was and, great. and her partner got killed or, you know, her by a crew got killed. Yeah. And she had the person on, on the, the radio, on the radio that was, was like helping. Yeah. Who was helping her out and helping her through there. And then at the end you find out that that person didn't exist. I think, was that Jessica Hendricks? Maybe. 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 It was really cool story. So you still don't know, like, that you still don't know at the end of the thing if, like, she was crazy or if this lady really exists. Because they kept saying there's nobody. But she could have existed and become a zombie, and you don't know. know. Or it was during a transition where she was becoming a zombie, but they did say she knew things that nobody else would know. Right. So. Yeah, it could have been just her own. Well, yeah, and that's crazy and self-conscious talking to her. But what if for whatever reason she got out? Yeah. You know? So but that was that was a crazy th- that was. Story. Oh, yeah. She was walking on I-45 or no, they, she was walking on the way to Louisiana because I was. I, I, yeah, I was driving it when I heard the story. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. 
Are you crossing Lake Big O? Because that's one of my favorites. I think my, it's probably, my probably a pontoon train. I my think. dad's my dad's nickname is Big O. His oh, Otis. Okay. Um, so so every time we cross this, you know, and it's the long one. Yeah, that is long, 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 long like twenty miles of yeah. bridge. And it's more like it's less like a lake and more like a swamp. Yeah, that well, one. Yeah, it's Louisiana. It's all yeah. swamp. Mm-hmm. Just like Houston, also swamp. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so there was just so many awesome, you know, and then they come back around on some of these. Like they went yeah. back to Henry Rollins. They went back to Mark Hamill. Yeah. They went back to Jerry Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end, Jerry Ryan, who was, you know, one of the the Russians who had to decimate their group or whatever, yeah. she was now in this like repopulation program or something where she was just basically having a babies. Yeah. Right. Uterus, you know, like she was just popping out babies that it she sounds like the worst job ever. Doesn't <laughs> it sound like cold war Russia though? Like it, I mean, does, it still it sounds does. like exactly what would have been happening there. Yeah. You're just here to repopulate the species kind of thing. So I wonder that speaking of that, there was a lot of, uh, very, uh, known cultural, um, comments made based on and and just you know the type of uh they went from different countries and different uh different people from different countries all over the place and um they had a lot of things had cultural references and i wonder if there was any kind of uh fallout from the i don't know i was reading in wikipedia which you know is a perfect source for all things research (laughs) uh totally totally legitimate but it was basically um a lot of people have criticized this work as Max Brooks talking out against government and talking mm-hmm. out against all of the stuff. Well, that is happening government hide, hiding and, bullshit is yeah. is really a bullshit comment, and yeah. I I kind of agree with him. Right. You know, so yeah, I, so I think that that you know this is a very interesting way to put it in a very a fictional sense. But still be able to get your message yeah. across. But I think I think it's kind of true. Is you know, if the government keeps trying to hide major things, well, not I don't know if they currently are major things. Of course they are. It's the gonna it's gonna fester, yeah. and then so the Great Panic will be much worse. But you still have to think about if you're in government, if you're in charge of a large group of people, yeah, and you know the end is nigh, and you have no way to stop it. Are you going to tell people and freak them out and panic them? So it's it is a hard decision. Yeah, but the, it's like yeah. you want to give people enough knowledge to protect themselves and do what they. That's can. That's the thing is, you know, but I'm sure you also somebody don't want people just murdering their neighbors just because they sneeze. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I think you know we so far have not had a lot of these kind of pandemic be, yeah. airborne. I'd be interested things, to see if anybody had a natural immunity to the zombie. I don't know. Well, if they did, they didn't. They didn't indicate, they weren't in this yeah. Book. But you know, part two. Let's write that. So, yeah. On, well, Max he didn't. Brooks, he, well, so now they had the. It was the. Um, that's the thing is they knew how to kill these zombies mm-hmm. because the zombie survival guide handbook or whatever yeah. had come out before this book, before mm-hmm. this in the timeline, mm-hmm. and even um, I don't know if it was Rollins or one of the military. Maybe it was the military guys talked about. It just felt so like we had the handbook. Right. They referenced it and they're like, but this was, you that know, book is actually really good. Like I, I listened to that after I listened to this and it's, I, I've mentioned it before. It's really just a good survival guide. You know, you don't have to be a crazy ass prepper to know how to do these different things to take care of yourself and to prepare for the future and you know, how to, pr- how to defend your, defend your keep, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and be able to, survive because that's what it's about i don't know i'm just throwing it out there that if there is a zombie apocalypse i kind of want to go out in the first wave 
<laughs> I don't want to be living. But off you know, you'll no. be a zombie, right? Like I don't you know, when you go out in the first wave, you're what a zombie. Yeah. What will I care? I will be a zombie and I won't have any fucks left to give. I don't want to be in a tree eating poop. Like that's just not, that is not. I a, don't know if that's a strong survival technique. Is that in the handbook? I don't know. <laughs> maybe, but uh, this is just what I'm saying. Like, I, I just don't know that my will to survive is that strong. Yeah. I, I oh, I agree. Like Tommy knockers, uh, uh, you know, the book movie mm-hmm. and everything. I was just like, just join them. That's how I was like, with the Langoliers. <laughs> I'm like, just fucking eat me and move on to tomorrow. Like I can't, yeah. can't deal with this. So. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't really have a... Uh, there are a lot of people with really strong survival sense and they would be out in the tree and eating squirrels and all this yeah, crap. Yeah, I, I know. Like, eh. I don't have any Bear grills in me. I mean, I've, I've got... <laughs> I, <laughs> but I would like some. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Any, anyway um, that's a totally different type of survival right there no um Throw it out there. i i just i think i would just lock the doors and it, when it happened it happened you yeah. know i'd hope i had enough booze to handle me until it did yeah so i think about that though when we see these different disasters like i remember watching 9-11 and all of that on tv and mm. seeing people like leaping, panic yeah. well, leaping to their deaths from these buildings i know and you have to think about how Holy could, fuck! Like, it's how do you make that terrible. decision? What What is the decision making process there? Is there any? Or are oh, you I just think it's pain. I think it was pain. us out a window. Yeah, just it's just pain and fire, and there's no other way out. Yeah, and terrifying. it's just oh, like that was that was one of those things. I just like I remember the Challenger explosion when I was in the fourth mm-hmm. grade. Like I remember all of these different things, and I'm just going, how? Yeah, how? Again, not a survivalist. I'd be yeah. like, I would be out the window. I yeah. really think I would. Yeah. I'd be gone. I'd be like, eh. Poor. They'd be like, but the guys are they're here. They're rescuing us. And I'm like, I'm done. I can't. Like, yeah. I, I, don't I don't know. It's terrible. But books like this are just. This is not like a read for enjoyment book. Like this is. I don't know. It was. I had to push. I. I. I, When I listened to it, I kind of enjoyed it because everything you know it's all segmented up, and so you could just listen to stories. And I like recognizing the voices of actors that I really like and listening to them. Like like Jerry Ryan, you wouldn't know it was Mm -hmm. her because she puts on a pretty good Russian accent for this. You wouldn't know it was her, but I like her, you know, and I really like the story and things like that. So some of them. You know, they're, they're really good, but this is not like, oh, hey, I'm having a great day. I'm going to go sit down and listen to yeah. World War Z. Yeah, you're right. But it's, it's it's kind of a, like, I was listening, the first time, I've listened to it twice since January, just because we listened to it mm-hmm. the first time, but I was working while I was doing it. So yeah. I wasn't necessarily capturing all of it. So we went back and kind of listened to it again, most of it. And, oh, we haven't even talked about the dogs. We both talked about the Oh, this, my God. That's our favorite. Story of Daryl Hackwar, or Darnell Hackwar. Yeah. Um, who was basically now running a senior center for, for dogs. canine dogs. Yeah, they they the talked that dogs could in, would instinctually could tell if somebody was infected, even if the person had no symptoms. Right. And so, uh, like in Israel, they would walk, just walk past cages of dogs. Yep. And and they had to keep the dogs in the cages because they would bite the zombies, right. and if they bite the zombies, they got infected. No, they didn't because the uh. dogs were the the zombie poison. It was poison. Oh, it oh, it was if, poison if to me. Dogs bit the the zombies. It was it would kill them. Yeah, it it, it didn't, didn't turn in. them. No, yeah, you're they right. Didn't have you're any right. zombie dogs, but they they would die. But these dogs knew not to bite. Like they wouldn't mm-hmm. rip them apart or they would do different things to take. Them yeah. Out. Yeah. Because they actually used to send these dogs on missions that were too dangerous for humans. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was really interesting because they sent 
one dog in on a kamikaze mission, basically. They like oh. strapped the bombed the dogs mm. back and sent it in. That's when this guy was like, fuck no. Like we're not. And then, yeah, he also, he didn't care about dogs. Well, he before. hated dogs. Yeah. This is one that, that was so interesting because he's telling all this story and you can almost hear it. Like he's sitting on a bench and he's petting this mm-hmm. tiny little old dachshund who's really old and like yeah, this, up. Yeah. And, and this was, this was and, common. And so he's got this yeah. really nice, uh, soothing, um, Susan, yeah, he's awesome. just, uh, yeah, real so, good voice there. Yeah. Uh, but is, you know, he's telling the story and he goes, you know what? And before this man, I hated dogs. It's yeah. Like, I was a guy when I come to your house, I'm not going to pet your dog. I'm not going to talk to your dog. I'm not going to tolerate your dog. And he's now he's petting a little dog. Yeah. Yeah. Dogs. Yeah. He loves this. Because basically when he made it out or he was trying to get out, remember there was a pet store across the street mm-hmm. from his house that the owners had just like left all these puppies in there mm-hmm. to kind of starve to death. The zombies were trying to get in to eat the puppies, but they never could get in. And he would just hear the dogs kind of die Dying. off one after one. And then when he was out trying to survive, he came across he cr- these two guys who had bashed a dog in the head. And I guess we're planning on eating it. I think yeah. that was the, the gist of things. And he like beat these two guys almost to death. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they pull him off and they're like, he's fucking crazy. And they're like, just don't hurt the dog. Just don't hurt the dog. And you're kind of like, oh, maybe that dog is the one he's pet. No, yeah, it's that, like no happy ending for that dog. No, like they bashed its brains in and it mm-hmm. didn't live. But they were so and like, somehow oh. they were military because they said, yeah. oh, I've got a job for you. If yeah, you like that dog. So these canine dogs. Yeah. And, and then. Um, yeah. So they all had canine partners. And um, the, he talked about uh, there was one um, when uh her she tried to save her dog and they mm. considered the dogs expendable yeah and so then they reprimanded her and they killed themselves they had the highest suicide rate yeah when they're when their dogs dogs yeah. had died or had had gotten killed yeah that they had the higher highest suicide rate in all of the military yeah and they uh after that they did actually change the rules so that if you tried to save your dog you would not be reprimanded right you were on yeah. your own yeah would, yeah and but and they were considered like partners and then they got full burial benefits. yeah yeah it was really interesting it was a really good segment i liked it i, it was I liked unexpected. it and, it and that was that and was, and like you were saying it was in the it was only in the unabridged, unabridged yeah. yeah so a lot of people missed that story and it was really good mm-hmm. so so if you're going to listen to it definitely go for unabridged audio we recommend all right so i do have um i did come up with another in context quote oh yes, yes, yes i found so i screwed i went around on the internet and tried to find an in context quote but i keep it anonymous <laughs> so that we don't get sued. I don't know. Right. I, you know, they put it on the internet. It's on the internet. Yeah. Fuck you, trolls. So it said, uh, a bunch of people eat other, eat other people's eyeballs, intestines in public, but we didn't even notice until it's too late. <laughs> That's true. It's very true. I'm it's like, like something's it, wrong with Bob. And then, and the government understand. comes in and it was like, oh, don't worry about it. Yeah, it's fine. nothing. Someone was hungry. They had bath salts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's bath salts. It's the purple stuff. It's purple. Haze. Don't mess with it. Don't worry about Don't it. Don't do drugs, man. Don't do drugs. You will eat your neighbor. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, again, just take me out in the first round. I really don't want to. <laughs> don't want to fight on that. So. Yeah. So, I don't know. This is a really interesting book. It was not. It was one that I have heard parts of before. Um, Paul had played it one time. We were coming back home from a hill hill country trip and i was so sick like we Mm -hmm. were going from my in-laws house directly to a hospital like Mm -hmm. that sick and so he's listening to this the whole time and i'm just like turn it off because i already felt like a fucking zombie like the last thing i want to hear about yeah other zombies 
Um, but I'm glad that I went through and I gave it another chance. This really isn't the kind of book that I would normally no. pick up and read. But, uh, I'm not know. a zombie fan. No, I'm not in, in I don't general. Watch Walking Dead. I now the the zombie movie that I enjoyed that was seen, and I'll use this as, is my recommendation is <laughs> Shaun of the Dead. Now, of course, everybody's seen Shaun of the Dead, so it's not much of a recommendation, but yeah. it's awesome. It's and a, Simon Pegg is awesome. I, I honestly hadn't seen it until about a year or two ago, maybe. Yeah, I didn't watch it till later too, and mostly yeah. because I wanted I watched the I wanted to watch the third one that came out like the end of the world or something um, like that. I can't, I can't remember. And I don't, uh, I don't normally like those mm-hmm. Simon Pegg movies. I like Simon Pegg. Oh, I, I love just don't Simon particularly Pegg. like those movies. But Shaun of the Dead was, was entertaining. So good. And these zombies were definitely not zon- Shaun of the Dead zombies. And, <laughs> like, you know, when uh, we were in um, uh, Louisiana somewhere, they had shirts and they were saying Prawn of the Dead. <laughs> 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 I don't know why. I, I like crack good, me up. I like a good punny shirt. Yeah. So. Yeah. And uh, it was only a British dude that I knew that bought it. And I was wondering if it's like, did this fall on deaf ears to all the other, you know, Probably. Louisiana guys? They, they're know? still getting their uh, Chewdum, Chewdum, Swamp People shirts. I so have no idea what those When are. we went through Louisiana the last time, every store we went to was like Gator Liz, and they were all Swamp People references. Every oh, I've never seen Swamp People, but oh. I, I do know that the guy... Uh, I fucking love Swamp People. When I'm driving up... up That's uh, my recommendation. Watch Swamp People. I can live without it. Um, it's so good. Well, I was driving... The last season sucked. Yeah. This was supposed to be, I think this was the last season uh-huh. and it was not that great. But mm-hmm. the first like six seasons, totally great. Awesome. <sighs> I don't know. He's from Louisiana. We shouldn't use subtitles. <laughs> yeah, you do though. <laughs> oh God. But they speak French. You know, a lot of them speak French yeah, yeah, because they do. they're Creole and I know. I my my um uh, the guy that works in the office right next to mine, um, he's uh, from Louisiana, and so he'll start talking on the phone, and then he just switches to like to mumble. Yeah, like I have no idea. And like Boomhauer, uh, it's like Boomhauer with French in there. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't, I don't understand what you're saying, and how the person on the other end of the phone knows what you're saying. Yeah. Have at it, because I could understand. Well, the French part, yes, is another language, mm-hmm. but. The English isn't complete. So how is the French really complete? I, I can't imagine. It may be. It may, well, I don't know. I don't know. So I don't think it's proper We're, we're going to open the uh, floor up to anybody from Louisiana that would like to come and teach us how to talk Creole or Cajun. Is it sure. Cajun? Well, it's both. Yeah. It depends on the, the area and where they come yeah. from. And then how to make sense of these words and, and let us learn. I just go with the Swamp People subtitles. They work real well. Makes you feel like you know what the language is. <laughs> a little bit. Now, I can hear it now. I used to not be able to, but it's like the more you... That's I think a, it's just like anything else. The more you listen and the more you... Yeah. Okay, I, let me tell you a story. When we... In, back in 2008, I went with my ex-husband and his family to Cozumel, Mexico, mm-hmm. right? And we stayed in a house that had like a housekeeper and a guy that was like the maintenance. I don't know what they... I, mm-hmm. I really... With a lady who cooked and then they cleaned oh, up that's and nice. do whatever. Yeah. It was very nice. You didn't have to go out every night. There mm-hmm. was somebody there. They cooked meals and they were delicious. Mm-hmm. Well, these people spoke English, right? Most of them did. Yeah. We stayed in two different places because we had a plumbing issue at the first one. Mm-hmm. And that one had like Abuelita who didn't mm-hmm. speak a word of fucking English, but her food was delicious. It was really good. And again, I'm from Houston, yeah. right? We hear Hispanic accents all day long. Yeah. Like I hear them. It doesn't matter. Well, my in-laws at the time lived in Alaska and had for like the better part of 15 to 20 years. And so they just had, 
there's not a lot of Mexicans in Alaska. I'm just yeah. throwing it out there. You get some Inuit up there, but you, you know. You yeah, and, then, and there's no Spanish. I mean, Spanish there's isn't no Spanish a, a primary. Up there. Yeah. So these people are speaking English, and they're doing a good job. Like, yeah. this, guy, this guy, his name was Toro. Was his mm-hmm. name. I don't know what his real name was, but that's what he told us. And he's asking us, you know, okay, we're, you're going out to the pirate ship. We understand. What time will you be back so that we can have dinner ready? And I kind of turned and looked to my my father in law. <laughs> he's just staring at this guy like he's speaking in tongues. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, "What?" I said, "He's speaking English, you jackass!" <laughs> like doing so a good job. That must be, that must be. I'm like your in laws around. I'm uh, turning around like I'm retranslating this guy's English into English, other yeah. English for white hillbillies this who is, live in the greater that, north. That sounds, like, that sounds like, you know, how I am, I guess, with Louisiana. I'm like, <laughs> what was that again? I, I guess I have a lot let's of family. Slow that in. Let's slow that slow down, down. And, and let's add some of the consonants that are supposed to be in there. Like, I I, I speak, all the syllables, I would like to hear them. I speak fluent <laughs> toddler because so, I'm around a lot of little kids. So I figure if I can figure out a lot of toddler mumbling, then yeah. I can figure out a lot of other languages. Mm-hmm. I think it just takes a lot of time and exposure and Okay. We used yeah. to go to this Buddhist monk guy, and he, you know, had a very thick Thai kind of accent, and I understood him perfectly. But a lot of it, again, was just you just get exposure. used to it. Yeah, you just get well, used to I did. I worked in a call center, and I I did get used to people's accents. Yeah. And you know, the hardest one was Jamaica, New York. It was fast, mm. and I talk fast. I had a friend from Maine. I love you, Michelle, but you talk so fucking fast. <laughs> like yeah. every time I've talked to her on the phone, I'm like slow down my texas brain cannot well work i that that's fast. it's really funny to me because everybody says that i talk really fast talk fast too and i was just like, like holy cow i can slow down mood dude my yeah. headache i'm like mm-hmm. what the fuck is happening like, yeah. i had a friend that lived in new orleans and she was from new orleans but she has this accent that's like heavy thick jersey yeah <laughs> so I'm like, it must up? it must go away though because like i was saying you know i worked in that call center what long I think time it's, again, ago it's exposure and You're and i did it, it just it just kind of went away so i didn't i wasn't attuned to it anymore sure. so anyway well, i get people all the time that they can't tell where i'm from you know mm-hmm. I tell them i'm from texas you don't have an accent i'm like what the hell is it supposed to sound like this mm-hmm. i don't know but i find i can i can i can pick out a texas accent I uh, mostly on men though but there are multiple areas in texas and it's so widespread as being this huge state that I can tell definitely in East Texas, from like a valley, from Amarillo. Like you can just tell people are from different parts of the state. I just think I have non-affect on If you ever run across accent. a linguistics professor, they can tell you like where you were born, yeah. where you lived most of your adult life and where you live now. Like it's like it's crazy <laughs> I creepy. I love those, those quizzes on Facebook. They're like, where are you I, from I know. based on this? And Mine always says what, Ohio. I'm like, you nope. you use the word feeder. Instead yeah. of Access Road or whatever, they tell you you're from Houston. Yeah, I'm, that's it. It's not even from like in Texas or Dallas. It's Houston because apparently we have the market on using the term feeder. Yeah, and that's all I've ever known. You it know what's so. funny is um, my sister. We were um, we this was back when you had to like just print out your MapQuest directions, yeah. Oh, yeah. and so we printed out some MapQuest directions to get us to, from one place to another in uh, Florida when we were on vacation. And she's like, "Okay, now we take a." We take a left turn at Esplanade. And I said, <laughs> I, I, I yeah. Story. And I said, I think that's called an Esplanade. Esplanade yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah. like she thought it was the road. And so, <laughs> yeah. Drive. So the rest of the trip, we kept going. Yeah. We kept calling okay. like uh, Escalades, Escalades. Escalade. That's all right. We do yeah. that with the, with, when we're talking about, because my niece, Olivia, the eight month old is mm-hmm. now 
not just crawling, but like mega crawling. She Superman dived out the top of her crib and landed on the floor kind of thing. <laughs> like she's like, I'm out of here. Maddie never did any of that. As Thank a baby. God she's not a fish. Oh my God. <laughs> well, that's what we, because now we're like, she is scupping <laughs> from uh, Finding Nemo. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I had her yesterday. And while my sister took Maddie to see Finding Dory, I had the baby. Because, uh-huh. you know, we'll take a baby to the movies. Because they cry. <laughs> well, she is a mess. So she's crawling all over the place and trying to escape everywhere she can. And then she's crawling on this blanket. And my sister's got this like fort barrier set up around her living room to hopefully keep her contained. And she's on this blanket and her like the blanket slips on the hardwood floors and the baby falls like face first onto this rail from this thing right on her eyebrow. Oh, no. And then she proceeds to fling herself on the floor, kicking her arms and legs and just screaming because this thing came out and punched her oh (laughs) oh baby man babies Mm. (laughs) so i think do you have any other recommendation with sean and the dead yeah yeah but everybody's seen it so i recommend you watch it again yeah yeah i recommend that you uh let us know what book you would like to do yeah yeah we still we're we're, yeah we haven't picked it out yet but pick it out soon yeah send us some emails tweets whatever yeah follow us on twitter we got a lot of really cool people following us on twitter now i I know actually going to be doing some crossover episodes i think coming yeah shortly with a couple different podcasts i seriously need to um change my uh notification settings because (laughs) my emails are just like just it's just so many emails because uh, we have we have such a great uh group of uh friends and followers that they send us messages and it's ping pongs all day long ping ping ping. like just okay well that's that's a lot that's 150 emails i just got (laughs) yeah i think i spent one day last week just hanging out on social media on twitter and i guess it was dinging you like crazy oh it was going crazy i'm like what is happening if you ever message us on twitter we both actually access that so Mm -hmm. you could be talking to either one yeah you don't ever know (laughs) so all right well i guess that's all for this week so catch up with us again and pretty soon. soon all right Music provided by www.bensound.com and please email feedback to contact us at nerdybitches.com. I'm fucking out of here, dude.